Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My name is Andrew Newworth. You can reach me at 215-259-3687 or on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. I wanted to talk to you today briefly about limited tort. There's a ton of stuff on various lawyer websites regarding limited tort. Uh, limited tort is, you know, to my view, just basically an insurance company ripoff of the consumer without really telling them what it means. But that's just my view. So what is limited tort? Limited tort means that when you signed up for your insurance policy, whether you were fully apprised of it or not, you agreed that you would not be able to pursue a claim for pain and suffering unless you had serious impairment of a bodily function. So probably no one explained that to you, and probably you did sign forms electronically or otherwise saying that. So what does that mean? Serious impairment of a bodily function. Well, there are lots of lawyer ways around it, but before we even get to that, there are a bunch of exceptions. One of them is if you're hit by a drunk driver. The more important ones are if you are hit by someone who is from an out-of-state vehicle or usually a commercial vehicle. Um, And there are a couple other ways that are exceptions to limited tort. There are a couple other ones depending on, you know, where you fall in your family. But essentially, let's take the basic situation where you're rear-ended, you're not at fault, the other driver's 100% at fault, and their insurance company will call me up and say, hey, uh, we're at fault, but your person is, uh, your lady's limited tort. And then sort of the discussion begins about how serious your injuries are, because you sort of have to breach a threshold of of injury. Now, in my mind, that threshold is lower than in the insurance company's mind. So in my mind, the easy ones are, you know, fractures, um, anything that's obviously easily diagnosed by radiology or some other objective test. So, you know, for the most part, You don't need a permanent impairment of function for the rest of your life. You just need a serious one. So if you're in a cast or something, obviously you have impaired function. You know, the harder discussions are about when you have a pre-existing back pain condition, but it's worsened in the accident. Is that a serious impairment of function? Well, that's the sort of stuff that gets fought about. And that's, you know, the sort of cases that may go to trial. uh, And the sort of cases that, you know, might get won or lost at trial, depending on how a jury views things. Um, so, you know, that's limited tort in a nutshell. A lot of people are, come to me concerned that they're limited tort, uh, whether they know it or not. And they certainly don't know about the exceptions. And, you know, up until about two or three years ago, there had to be proof that you were limited tort, meaning you had to have physically signed a piece of paper from the insurance company saying that you, you know, agree to be limited tort. These days, the past two or three years, I've seen almost exclusively electronic electronic signatures, so there's really not a need for the insurance companies to keep a form anymore. But anyone who's had a policy with any insurance company for more than five years at the same insurer will, you know, it's worth looking, and it's, you know, basically fundamental part of, of the legal 
you know, job or my job as a lawyer is to get the sign down forms. Uh, I had a case that I'm working on right now where, you know, the, one of the first letters I send to the insurance company for my client is, please give me all the sign down forms for my client if they're limited tort. So I asked two years ago, then I asked again one year ago, got nothing. And finally, like as we were approaching trial, you know, I, I demanded them one more time. And, and sure enough, out of the blue, there come a response from State Farm that they didn't have the forms. Uh-oh. So now my lady is essentially full tort, which means she doesn't have to prove any sort of threshold. She could have a stub toe and she can recover. And that's kind of how limited tort works in, in fundamental terms. What it says is, if you are limited tort, you can recover for any actual losses, meaning, you know, time off from work, if you can document it, or, you know, deductibles you had to pay, etc., but nothing else, no pain, no suffering. So the, the, the big value in personal injury cases is the pain and suffering that everyone would agree you'd been through, and not the actual, you know, monetary damage, because that's usually fairly minimal. You know, most people don't have a choice. They have to go to work, and they'll go to work through hell or high water if they're in pain or not. Uh, but the pain takes a lot out of them, and it restricts what they can do, and that, that's where the value in these cases is for both the client and the lawyer. So limited tort was an attempt by the insurance companies to stop any recovery for pain and suffering. And it's a load of hooey. It's basically just a ripoff of the consumer. I don't think um, the insurance company would really dispute that what they would say is well you know you were given a full recitation of your rights and you gave them up so you know the difference in premium annually for a lot of people is like a hundred dollars 150 dollars a year and you just gave up your right to sue for pain and suffering so did the insurance company tell you that Nah, probably not you just gave up your rights you didn't know what you're doing basically your insurance agent or the insurance company who sold you the policy was not telling you the full scoop and you only find out when it matters when you need to make a claim. So typical insurance company nonsense, but you know, you need to know the ins and outs. You need to know what the case law says. And that's why you need a lawyer once you are in that situation. But there's never any reason for you to make a judgment on your own about whether limited tort applies to you or whether there are exceptions or whether you fit into an exception or whether you breach the threshold. You know, it's just just because an insurance company tells you you're limited tort doesn't mean, you know, you're much past step one. So that's, you know, one, what you pay a lawyer for. Two, we kind of, there's a lot of case law decisions that attempt to describe, you know, limited tort and, and how it applies. But a lot of it's just judgment call. There's definitely like guardrails and rules of thumb and cases on all sorts of duration and injury and severity. So for example, you know, if you treat for 18 months, you know, that's probably breaching the threshold of uh, limited tort. If you get one epidural steroid injection, is that breaching the threshold? I think so, but insurance company may not. So, you know, you kind of get into that gray area of lawyer judgment and you know look those are things that go to arbitration in philly or they go to jury trials if there's enough on the line so that's enough for today it's uh, friday i hope you have a great weekend and this has been ask andy
Once again, I'm Andrew Newworth, and I hold people accountable.